0: Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word, with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and my son Daniel Doval and I are back this week talking about the impact social media is having on us all. Last week, we talked about the fruit of social media in our lives, and today we're going to give you some practical takeaways to form good habits for dealing with social media. And we will also have a link to download for you to use as a guide in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Uh, social media is terrible. Um, hate it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's absolutely addictive. We need to be aware of it and we need to know how to deal with it. Um, and this, this podcast, uh, this week is just going to talk about some tips that, um, my mom's used tips that I've used and, um, just different ways that you can try to help, uh, social media become something that's under control. <laughs> and you might have you know, your own way of handling social media, and that's great. Or maybe this podcast will help you out a bunch. Uh, maybe you know, you'll get some ideas from here. Um, but either way, we hope you'll be encouraged um, to consider the impact that social media could have on your life, and maybe this will uh, spark you to do something about it.
0: Yes. So the scripture for this episode is taken from Philippians 1, verses 9 through 11. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So, from the parent side of things, do's and don'ts is one of those fearsome things where we can be afraid we will spark rebellion in our children if we make a bunch of rules. And this is not going to be a legalistic set of rules, but a guide depending on the struggle each person has in the area of social media. And this is not just about external measures only, but internal ones as well. We can try to control the outward behavior, but if we have not affected the heart, it might just breed more addictive behavior with devices and social media. The Bible says our hearts are deceptive beyond cure, and with the addictive nature of these devices we all have pretty readily available these days, it is a hard thing to have self-control for the younger and the older generation. So without further ado, son, what are some measures that you have taken to curb social media or cell phone use and why did you do that?
1: Mm, yeah. Okay. So on the topic of just setting boundaries, uh, you, can, you can limit what you're using by deleting apps. So for instance, yes, I have an Instagram. Yes, I have a Twitter. Yes, I have Facebook. Um, but I don't have any of these apps on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. Because I heard this really, really good thing the other day, actually. Um, all this is, this is really, really cool. Yeah. All social media use is reactive. And mm-hmm. what that means is you don't go on there proactively and get something done per se. Like, you're like, okay, my mission is to go find a photo that I'm looking for and then get off. It's reactive because you go on there, then you see a notification. So you react to it and you click that. And you see another notification, so you react to that. And someone posted something, so you react to that. And it becomes something that you're not even in charge of anymore. It's your social media, but you go on and you're being ruled by reactions. Um, So, yeah, delete the apps. Don't be on them. Um, Get on there if someone says, hey, check us out. But I, I don't keep the apps on my phone. So that's the don't. And uh, the do is to delete them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say there's the don't and the do that I put there. Don't constantly look the C phone's message you. Do limit the use of apps. So like after you share that. But well, I have a question for you. Like if you say you delete the apps off your phone, do you put them back on at any point? Or how do you recommend people go on? And what does that have it look like?
1: Yeah. So for me, I'll probably have Instagram on my phone maybe... Honestly, I haven't had the app in a while. I'll usually just pull it up on Safari if someone tells me to check something out or something like that. Um, Or if I heard about something and I wanted to take a look. Um, But yeah, I like to pull it up on Safari because Safari doesn't, you know, you don't get notifications. um, And then I just exit out and then I'm off. Um, So I I like to stay off the apps. I haven't been on Twitter in God knows how long. um, And haven't been on Facebook in forever. um, Except for wishing people happy birthday.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, son. (laughs) Uh Um,
1: But yeah, I I just would really suggest just not keeping the apps on your phone and then just downloading them when it's necessary.
0: Mm. So good. So the don'ts and the do's for limiting our use by deleting apps. Don't constantly look to see if anyone has messaged you. Don't have the apps always so available. But do limit the use of apps by deleting them. Go ahead. You can do it. I know. And if it's hard to do, that might be telling. I have to tell you, I'm sitting here listening to my son and I'm like, hmm, really? I got to do that? Okay. (laughs) But, you know, do what God has called you to do. And so number two, setting boundaries, location. So for me, I realized that my job being partly on my phone and that I do marketing and social media for my full-time job, it became apparent that I have to have boundaries. So for me, I had to do, what I had to do with setting boundaries was the location of my phone. The phone needed to be in another room plugged in at night and silenced. I needed to be able to shut it off. And I'll have to have my phone in another adjacent room during work sometimes too. So I'm not distracted. Now, sometimes people will be offended. and you know, people will be like, you didn't respond right away. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to live attached to my phone. So don't keep it right beside your bed or have it on you at all times. It's okay if people wait five minutes or 10 minutes. Do keep the phone in another room at night. Be all there for loved ones and fully present. And a true confession, I've been known to do social media in the bathroom, okay? (laughs) I did not recognize that my behavior was not healthy. It's good to take a break and to set it aside. I'm not perfect in this but I'm on the hunt to form healthy boundaries myself and to catch myself on social media is taking over.
1: Yeah, I like what you said about uh, you know, people can wait. Um, mm. that's, the whole, that's the whole push for becoming proactive instead of reactive in the way we respond to things. Um, I, what I, My phone is always at all times on do not disturb mode. Mm. So that means if people need to call me, they have to call twice and then my phone will ring. If people need to text me, I don't get the notification. Um, So what that enables me to do is my phone will not try to get my attention. It'll not ring. It'll not try to get my attention at all until I go to it. Mm. So that means I can leave my phone upstairs. What I like to do is if I go downstairs, I leave my phone upstairs. And then I'll hang out with the fam. We'll watch a movie. We'll go get dinner. Then I'll come back to my phone. And then I can see... Everything that had happened while I was gone, and reply to that all at once. And you just take mm. care of it once. Take care of it. At, don't take care of it as it comes in because you'll you'll be tied to your phone. Take care of it all at once. Um, so if you don't have an iPhone, take your Android. Set that to silent. Um, turn the vibrate off so you don't know when you're getting things. Um, of course, there's boundaries with this. If you have a job where you need to be on call all the time, don't do that. But. um mm-hmm. I but think it's I love best of that.
0: That's a great yeah. boundary right there, you know. You're being proactive toward it instead of reactive and you're choosing when you get on it instead of being a slave to your yep. phone and it's, you know, calling you again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Exactly.
0: So I think one of the don'ts there is don't be tethered to your phone. Don't feel like you have to be on it the moment that it chimes. Do mm-hmm be in charge of your phone, and do make decisions so that you can be with people, fully with them.
1: Yeah. Speaking of don'ts, um, number three, uh, setting boundaries. Don't get involved in the game of counting likes. Um, So everyone talks about, you know, don't compare yourself to others. Absolutely. Um, And then, but I think something we should do is uh, post as you're led to. Post what you actually want to post. And that sounds like, oh, that's that's something easy to do. No, it's not. Because this generation is so convoluted and so brainwashed. The amount of people who post what they don't want to post in order to get likes is insane. Mm. I have literally seen girls get into the pool, take a photo, then come out of the pool and post something about pool day. That was a pool second?
0: <laughs>
1: it I'm is. Sorry. No, you're good. That that's just the reality of it. People are not even posting what they want to post. If they are posting or or posting things that are transparent. Like okay, you want to okay the whole thing about social media. It it started out as update your friends. That's not an update. If you want to mm-hmm. update your friends, say okay. Yep, I sat on the couch for ten hours today and looked at <laughs> my phone. <laughs> give them an actual update and that's the thing is it's all facade it's all fake yeah so of course people are getting all upset when they're not getting the likes they want because they're not getting likes on something that's not even real and they were hoping they could fool mm.
0: people. oh so, my goodness
1: so it's much deeper
0: so the do there is be real, y'all. And you know, yeah. I will tell you with my, my Bible time, I'll study the Word of God for maybe an hour, an hour and a half before I do my Bible time live. And I spend maybe a minute or two quick combing my hair and doing something to myself just because I don't want to look like I have total bedhead and be a mess. But honestly, it's laughable. Some of my videos are laughable and I'm okay with that. In fact, I've had people tell me, thank you for being real. You know, and I make mistakes and I've realized, man, it's so freeing just to say, I'm I'm gonna be real because I really wanna reach people with God, with his word. And I can't reach them if I'm so worried about self and how many people are gonna like me. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's a burden. So oh, such good stuff here. So number four, setting boundaries, expectations. So I think that there is such an expectancy today that everyone should be able to reach you all the time. We hit on some of this earlier, and it needs to be immediate. That's just not healthy. So the do here is set expectations and make choices that keep you untethered from the phone. One example of this for me is when I go for a walk with my husband, I might bring my phone in case of emergency, but I have him keep it in his pocket. And it's only going to be something if we get a phone call, you know, because there's been times where I've been on a walk with him and, you know, the kids say, where were you? We need to reach you. You know, something happens, you know, or I'll have my husband bring his dumb phone. I'm not trying to, you know, slam his phone, but he has a dumb phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and don't buy the lie that you have to answer a text or a call right away. You're not an answering yep. service.
1: Yeah. Uh, Number five is uh, setting boundaries with time limits. So we talked a little bit about this last week with um, screen time with Apple. And I don't know what Android has, but I know there is a a similar feature because my friends have shown me. Um, But yeah, okay. Be aware. That's the biggest thing, awareness. Mm -hmm. When I realized, like most people don't even know. They're they're like, I'm not on my phone too much. Check your phone. Let let it tell you how much you're actually on it because it's not going to lie. Um, and there are times where it was like, mine was like six hours a day. And I was like, what? Six hours. Mm. Okay. Well, in three days I've been on my phone for 18 hours. That's almost a full, you know, <laughs> and in four days, 24 hours on my phone. That is too much. That's a whole day. <laughs> um, so be aware. I think that's the biggest thing. Make sure you're aware of, um, how much time you really are spending it. So the do here would be control your behavior. And so do control, yeah, your behavior and use of social media and devices. um, And don't let your apps control you. As we've been talking about, be proactive. Don't have notifications on for anything. When you go in, you check your notifications when you want to. That way you own your phone and your phone doesn't own you.
0: So good. And Daniel, don't you have an episode on your YouTube channel? I'll put the links where you talk about how to manage your time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, I think, a video talking about why I erased all social media. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's called, actually. Um, Okay,
0: cool. I'll put that link in here for you guys to listen to. And I've also seen social media used to shame others or for people to vent their frustrations. You know, those are so much drama. But these devices and social media can also be used to encourage others. And so next week, we're going to focus on someone else some wait some amazing things we can do okay that's a typo next week we will focus on some amazing things we can do to use social media for god's glory so daniel what would you tell your generation about why they need to have boundaries with social media and their devices
1: because you're all miserable and you hate your (laughs) lives so stop i feel like it should be really really simple When you look at the, statistically speaking, this generation is the most depressed, most anxious, and most, uh, a generation that feels, it battles with feelings of loneliness more than any generation before. And we're the first generation with social media. It is not a coincidence. This is all self-inflicted. If you don't want it, just stop, get off of it.
0: So what woke you up, Daniel, to see this? I know you've you've shared a little bit how there were times where it was Mm. out of balance for you. What woke you up?
1: Yeah. Um, what woke me up was, I don't, I don't, I don't get why everybody else isn't saying what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) I, I woke up because I was sad.
0: Mm.
1: I woke up because I was sad and I was tired of feeling lonely. I was tired of posting things and not getting the likes I wanted. And I was like, okay, either, uh, there's, there's two ways this goes, I become a slave to it in order to get what I want. I become a slave to it and post every single day, get the algorithm to like me, get all the likes I want. Or I can just not give a flying fadoodle. And then that's that's where that freedom is not caring, not not being tied to your phone. You check your phone when you want to, you don't get any alerts, you only pull your, your phone when you are looking for something, not when it's looking for you. So um mm-hmm. yeah, I just I, I was sad, I was depressed, and you know, I felt lonely, and now I feel much better
0: (laughs) wow well that is so good you know and those listening you know for parents now i want to talk to you for a second you know we set the brown boundaries that work for you and parents i'll tell you that it is hard to set boundaries for your kids but it is a worthwhile fight as a parent i think i was ill prepared for how hard it would be but here are some things i did that helped i took the phone at night from kids so they would not have it at night I took away the phone periodically when it seemed they were struggling with limiting themselves. I waited until my kids were at a driving age or around there to have a phone. I took off certain features if I needed to. I would have conversations to help my kids understand my heart, and I held them accountable and had their password so I could check up on them. Even still, with all those measures, I don't think we realize what a battle for our children's hearts this is. And so, Daniel, ultimately, you came to a realization on your own that you needed to handle your social media and phone habits differently. I mean, I tried to do different measures, but those were almost external measures. You had to decide that you were going to make a change. And this is the case with everyone. We have to choose. Someone telling us what to do without explaining the reason why might not produce the same outcome either.
1: Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, So with that said, join us next week when we will talk about some creative ways to bring balance to social media. Today, the raw truth is do control your devices before they control you because they will. Mm -hmm. The radical grace is when we use social media to share the grace of God, we redeem what is often used to tear others down. And the real hope is we will live balanced lives free of addictive behavior. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.